another socialist communist country has its people protesting. This time it is Cuba. And after suffering through a summer of dire shortages from food and electricity and medicine, the fed up Cubans are taking to the streets in unprecedented protest. This is AC, and this episode of War on Podcast is going to discuss what is going on in Cuba and who the allies are for the Cuban government here on American soil, which is our same repeated offenders as usual that back communist, brutal communist regimes over the people who are seeking freedom. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, and her buddy grandpa, Bernie Sanders. We're going to discuss these today on the podcast, but first, a word from our sponsor. Here we go. Today we're going to be talking about the protests going on in Cuba, and what's going on there, why are they protesting, and how are some of the allies of the communist, brutal dictatorship on American soil reacting? Well, first off, Cuba is suffering through a summer of dire shortages from food, electricity, and medicine. Imagine that, a socialist country suffering through shortages of life necessity items, such as Food, electricity, and medicine. <laughs> this is why War on Podcast is so against the socialist movement going on in the United States of America. And we have a goal to expose these people, especially their leaders of that movement, that show truly how bent their ideology is. First off, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, her aligned party, which is the Democratic Socialist of America, or the DSA, came out in response to these protests, and they blamed, you guessed it, America. That's right. It's America's fault that that communist socialist country in Cuba with the brutal dictatorship, that it's America's problem. And they, she said, they say it's because of American embargo. AOC's actually been quiet on the topic as of right now. But the, the groups that back on the DSA are coming out and blaming it, of course, on America. Her uh, grandpa, Bernie Sanders, also blamed U.S. for the causes, blaming the sanctions, U.S. sanctions for Cuban protest. Uh, this was by Lee Brown on July 13, 2021. And the United States put sanctions on this country because of their brutal communist dictatorship that's in control. And we've seen this throughout history. There's an article by David Satter on November 6, 2017 in the Wall Street Journal that stated that a hundred years of communism and a hundred million dead, the Bolshevik plague that began in Russia was the great catastrophe in human history. Through the leadership, thanks to Karl Marx, and of course led on in Russia through Lenin and Stalin, these convictions of these people set the stage for decades of murder 
on an industrial scale. In total, no fewer than 20 million Soviet citizens were put to death by the communist regime or died as a direct result of its repressive policies. This does not include the millions who died in wars, epidemics, and famines that were predictable consequences of Bolshevik policies, if not directly caused by them. The victims include 200,000 killed during the Red Terror from 1918 to 1922, 11 million dead from famine and uh, nutrition, 700,000 executed during the Great Terror, 1937 to 38, 400,000 more executed between 1929 and 1953, 1.6 million dead during forced population transfers, and a minimum of 2.7 million dead in the gulags, labor colonies, and special settlements. To this list should be added nearly a million gulag prisoners released during World War II into Red Army penal battalions where they faced almost certain deaths. The partisans and civilians killed in the post-war revolts against Soviets' rule in the Ukraine and Baltics and dying gulag inmates freed so their deaths would not count in official statistics. If we add to this list the deaths caused by communist regimes that the Soviet Union created and supported, including those in Eastern Europe, China, Cuba, North Korea, Vietnam, and Cambodia, the total number of victims is closer to 100 million people. That makes communism the greatest catastrophe in human history. The effect of murder on this scale was to create a new man, supposedly influenced by nothing but the good of the Soviet cause. The meaning of this was demonstrated during the Battle of Stalingrad in World War II when the Red Army blocking units shot thousands of their fellow soldiers who tried to flee. Soviet forces also shot civilians who, shot, who sought shelter on the German side. Children who filled German water bottles in the Volga and civilians forced at gunpoint to recover the bodies of German soldiers. General Vasily Chukov the army commander in Stalingrad justified these tactics in his memoirs by saying a Soviet citizen cannot conceive of his life apart from his Soviet country. And you have to realize that's the bottom line with socialism, which I call authoritarian socialist, that we see with AOC and Bernie Sanders, because their ideology mirrors that of communism. Bernie Sanders was over in Russia with the communist government while Russia was still the USSR. Additionally, Central and Eastern European communist states also suppressed religion. Perhaps best known are the Polish communist attacks on the Catholic-driven solidarity movement in the 1980s. Today, North Korea reserves some of its harshest treatment for those found in possession of Christian Bibles. In Venezuela and Nicaragua, satellites of communist Cuba, Christian communities are viewed as threat to dictatorships and have been targeted for punishment. Communist China is today's worst offender. Since its founding, the People's Republic of China has tried to control or eradicate every religion within its borders. Some, like Tibetan Buddhist monks, regularly face arrest, imprisonment, or even death. Others, like Falun Gong practitioners have their organs 
forcefully harvested for the benefit of party officials and foreign medical tourists. Christian churches are either shut down or forced to preach the party line. This includes the Catholic Church, which recently struck a deal with Beijing that allows the Chinese Communist Party to approve the selection of bishops and priests. Modern communism's inherent hatred of religion has perhaps found its most brutal demonstration in China's treatment of the Muslim Uyghurs. Since that time of Marx, the communist goal has always been the creation of a new man. That's the sole purpose of the so-called re-education camps in the province of Xishang. As many as three million Uyghurs, more than a quarter of the population, have undergone political brainwashing in these camps. The goal is to strip them of their faith and culture, making them fit for the Chinese socialist system. As we, we get into that, because you're seeing what's going on in these countries that we know about have been going on in Cuba your loss of freedoms, your loss of religion, your loss of individuality. The American public that has fallen in line with the Democratic Party that supports these authoritarian socialist actions, which is the progressive socialist of this nation, i.e. Bernie Sanders, AOC and her squad members, that is the end game for their movement, folks. You will lose your freedom, your freedom of religion, your individuality, and possibly your life for the cause of their movement. They don't care about the individual. They care about the movement. They prove this time and time again. And as Cubans are rising up to fight against their brutal regime that's been in power for so many years. They're tired of the destruction. They're tired of the poverty. They're tired of suffering just in the name of communism slash socialism. Let's be honest, Karl Marx is behind all of it. The best Bernie Sanders and AOC can do is blame the U.S. government or at least their backers with AOC, that it's the U.S. embargoes against the country causing these problems instead of the ideology that they so much love and are so hoping that Americans get in line with. And it's so important that we as Americans, and that's why this podcast is here, fight against socialism laying hold of ground here in this country. Because what happened in Russia, what's happening in China, what's happening in North Korea is currently going on in Cuba and these people are trying to rise up for freedom and they should be supported by all of us. I'm going to finish with reading from Pastor Mario Barroso, a Cuban refugee and religious freedom activist, for what he said on March 2020 in firstliberty.org. This is the oppression that he saw and lived firsthand. He says, I write this based on firsthand experiences. I have not only seen examples, but my family and I have lived and were subject to oppression due to the political ideology and regime that does not respect religious liberty. Before I go any further, uh, Pastor Baricio lived in Cuba. 
He continues to say that from 2000 to 2016, I served in Cuba as a Baptist leader, and throughout those years, my family felt the weight of religious freedom violations fall upon us, something that we had experienced since childhood simply because we were Christians. In 2013, we found Patmos Institute to monitor religious liberty in Cuba. Since then, we've sought to publish an annual report that depicts and documents the deplorable state of these liberties on our island of Cuba. Our 2019 report in particular demonstrates how things continue to worsen rather than get better. Pastors continue to be jailed and some are sentenced to excessive and unjust imprisonment, such as Roman Regal and Adia Exposito. They are a pastoral couple who's been jailed in Guantanamo for speaking out against the regime's educational system. This is the very same system that presidential, former presidential candidate and current United States Senator Bernie Sanders praised in a 2020 interview on CNN. That's what's going on there. That was from a Cuban who was fortunate to escape that island. The Cuban people are hurting and crying out for freedom. Draped in American flags. Celebrating the freedom that America stands for. We have to stand up and make sure that these people in Cuba know they're supported. Lift them up in your thoughts and prayers. And... To our Cuban friends fighting against socialism and communism on their island, I say, Libertad para Cuba, or freedom for Cuba. This will bring us to the end of the episode. Our nation is being overwhelmed by the socialist progressive movement, as shown on this podcast. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines and allow this destructive movement to succeed. We must get active and do our part to ensure faith, family, freedom, and our nation overcomes the bombardment from the socialist progressive movement. The keys are to get active in your community to ensure this ideology does not gain control in your city council or school boards. Vote against all candidates who align with this movement. And finally, inform and educate your family and neighbors to this destructive movement. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of War On Podcast. Remember, know the challenge, stay informed, and always vote for freedom.